0: This room reminds me of the kind of places that Henri and I used to stay in during the early days old, roadside motels that the owners hadn't updated since the 70s. The walls are wood paneled, and the carpet is an olive green shag. The bed underneath me, stiff and musty. A bureau rests against one wall, the drawers filled with a mixture of clothing, different sizes and different genders, all of it generic and dated. The room doesn't have a TV, but it does have a radio with a clock that uses those old-school paper numbers that flip around, every minute punctuated by a dry slap. 4.33 a.m. 4.34 a.m. 4.35 a.m. I sit here in the Patience Creek bed and breakfast and listen to the time pass by. On the wall across from my bed, there's a painting that looks like a window. There aren't any actual windows, on account of the room being located deep underground. So I suppose the designers did the best they could. The scene in my fake window is bright and sunny, with tall green grass blowing in the wind, and the indistinct shape of a woman in the distance clutching a hat to her head. I don't know why they made the room look like this, Maybe it was meant to convey a sense of normalcy. If that's the case, it isn't working. Instead, the room seems to magnify every poisonous emotion you'd expect staying in a scuzzy motel by yourself. Loneliness, desperation, failure. I've got plenty of those emotions on my own. Here's what this room has that some dump off the interstate doesn't. The painting on the wall? It slides aside. And behind it is a bank of monitors that broadcast security feeds from all around the Patience Creek bed and breakfast. There's a camera pointed at the front door of the quaint cabin that sits above this sprawling underground facility. Another pointed at the serendipitously flat meadow with its hard packed soil and perfectly maintained grass that just happens to be the exact dimensions necessary to land a medium-sized aircraft, and dozens of other feeds surveilling the property and what lies beneath. This place was built by some very paranoid people who were planning for a potential invasion, a doomsday scenario. They were expecting Russians, not Mogadorians. But even so... I guess their paranoia paid off. Beneath the unassuming bed-and-breakfast, located 25 miles south of Detroit, close to the shore of Lake Erie, are four subterranean levels so top-secret they have been virtually forgotten. The Patience Creek facility was originally built by the CIA during the Cold War as a place for them to ride out a nuclear winter. It fell into disrepair over the last 25 years, and, according to our hosts in the U.S. government, everyone who knew about it is either dead or retired, which means that no one leaked its existence to Pro. Lucky for us, a general named Clarence Lawson came out of retirement when the warships appeared and remembered that this place was down here. The President of the United States and What's left of the Joint Chiefs of Staff aren't here. They're being kept someplace secure, probably someplace mobile, the location of which they aren't divulging even to us allied aliens. One of his handlers must have decided it wouldn't be safe for the President to be around us, so we're here with General Lawson, who reports only to him. In our conversation, the President told me he wanted to work together— That we had his full support against Cetricus Ra. He said a lot of things, actually. The details are fuzzy in my memory. I was in shock when we spoke and not really listening. He seemed nice. Whatever. I just want to finish this. I've been awake since. well, I'm not exactly sure when. I know I should try to sleep, but every time I close my eyes, I see Sarah's face. I see her face back on that first day at Paradise High School, half hidden behind a camera and then smiling as she finishes snapping my photo. And then my imagination takes over, and I see that same beautiful face, pale and bloodied, lifeless.